Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And I'm just sharing this right now so that uh, folks on my personal page can see what we're doing. Uh, Hello, everyone. Uh, Do you have everything in life, pretty much the material stuff? And sometimes you say to yourself, you know, something's missing. Something is just not right. I've got the house and the car and the significant other and maybe even the canine significant other, but something is just not quite right. I feel something uh, in my gut. I feel a sense of anxiety. I feel a sense of dread. Uh, I, I get depressed. I get black moods. I get blue. Well, maybe it's because even though you're a good person, your behavior, your choices are not truly in line with your values as a human being. You see yourself as a compassionate, kind person. You see yourself as somebody, if there was suffering on the side of the road, you'd pull over and you'd help. But you may be contributing to enormous suffering without even realizing it consciously. However, what I can tell you, uh, after having undergone many, many years of therapy over the course of my life and looked inward is that the subconscious is so much smarter than the conscious mind. On a subconscious level, if you are killing, your subconscious knows it and it will drag you down and it will haunt you and it will leave you feeling upset on some level. And we wonder why people take drugs, why antidepressants and mood altering drugs are skyrocketing in this country. Could it be that the answer is that there is something that we're doing as a culture that is truly morally reprehensible and everybody has told everybody else, it's okay, you get a pass on that, but you don't. So to talk about that today, I have two extraordinary guests, Gwenna Hunter. Hi, Gwenna. Hello. Gwenna Hunter is uh, a dynamo in the world that we're going to talk about today. She is the head of Vegans of LA. She works with Vegan Outreach. She's also a contributor on janeunchained.com, which is my digital news network for animal rights and the plant-based lifestyle. Now you're wondering, wait, what does that have to do with my depression? Well, everything. Because one thing that all of our guests have in common today is that no matter what idiotic things we do throughout the course of the day, when we put our head on the pillow, we can say we didn't kill today because we all live a plant-based lifestyle. Our other guest is Patricia Barreto, uh, and she is an amazing social media influencer for veganism and for the plant-based, compassionate, cruelty-free lifestyle. Hi, Patricia. Hi, how are you, Jane? Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so happy that you two are here, as well as my companion animal, one of four, little Rico. And I'm, I have him up because he's the best behave of the bunch. If you're barking uh, in the background, 
you'll know that those are my mischief muffins. <laughs> but um, let me let me ask you, what do you think about that, Gwenna? Uh, what I said about people who are just they have this dread, this sense of anxiety, this sense of something isn't right, and they haven't been able to make the connection between their daily choices that create enormous cruelty and that sense of just angst or ennui that they feel? Well, I'll use myself as an example. Um, my whole life, I've always been on a spiritual journey, meaning I was looking for the right religion, looking for the right group of people to raise my vibration and to raise my spiritual awareness. And I was trying to always be like a good person and the best person. Um, and all while still eating dead animals. And I ventured into so many different religions and reading books. And one day, uh, a friend of mine called me and said, hey, let's do this Daniel's fast, which is a, a fast that comes from the book of Daniel's in um, the Bible, where you basically, you're vegan. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And um, as I did, it was a 28 day fast. And at the end of that 28 days, I felt amazing. And my body had all these different uh, energies and I just felt good and so much clarity. And when it was time for me to eat, um, uh, I wanted to eat a chicken. <laughs> and when that <laughs> time happened, um, the smell was so putrid. Mm. And I started making little small connections. It didn't happen with me overnight. It was, it was a journey. Um, but I remember watching my mom eat some chicken and I never told her this. So mom, if you're watching, sorry, but um, mm. when she was eating it, the smell was mm -hmm. like rotten and the sound of it sounded like a zombie eating. Uh, and it was kind of a supernatural experience and different little seeds were planted uh, throughout the course of, you know, after I finished that uh, fast. And then one day I had a dream. Um, about a cow and how I connected with the cow and became one with the cow and I could feel the cow's ability to love. And when I woke up from the dream, I was crying because I couldn't believe that cows loved. And in all of my spiritual awakenings and awareness and being a good person, I never once considered that an animal could love. And when I came to that realization, I was so disappointed mm -hmm. in myself. And I'm like, of all these years, I never once thought an animal had the ability to love. Wow, that is so beautiful and powerful. We have so much more in common with these animals than yeah. we have separating. Uh, if you have a dog, you know they dream. Yeah. My yeah. dogs are running around dreaming about, oh, I don't know what, running on the beach. Uh, uh, and they, they do their little uh, pause moving. So we know that they are dreaming and, you know, they experience loneliness, they experience terror. And, and we, as a culture, love to say we love animals, Patricia. We love our dogs and our cats, but those aren't the majority of animals. Today, because of factory farming, the majority of animals in this world, aside from insects, are factory farm animals. We've wiped out the wildlife and we are artificially inseminating, violating females, creating billions of animals. And those animals, we say, don't count. We say, oh, we can say we love animals while we co-sign the killing 
what I believe is the torture and killing of all those animals. And we say, oh, we get a pass on that. It doesn't count, but it does, Patricia. It does. I didn't make the connection. I had no idea what I was doing. One day to the next, I had a dream and that dream was pretty powerful. I woke up in the middle of the night and out blurted, I'm going vegan. And my boyfriend said, uh, you're having a nightmare. I said, no, <laughs> I'm not having a nightmare. I woke up at eight in the morning. I filled up eight Trader Joe's bags of everything that was processed in my refrigerator, in my refrigerator, in my cabinets. And that was the beginning of the journey. I still had no idea about the animal cruelty that was going on. I just knew that I wasn't feeling well. Um, four years ago, my mom passed away. She had a oh, heart attack. Sorry. Prior to that, I had several other people in my family. After my research that I've done since I've been vegan for a year and a, a year and three months, mm -hmm. um, the statistics are that eight out of 10 people will die from colon cancer, heart disease, diabetes, um, and a slew of other diseases, heart attack. Well, I have had eight members in my family die oh of my one God. of those diseases. So I knew when I was being told it's hereditary, I knew that that wasn't the case. Um, because how could eight people that seemed so healthy to me, we were all eating the same thing and they all died. So I said, wow, after so much research, after a few months of after I went vegan, I realized, wait a second, this isn't really hereditary. Um, this is culture and this is universal because we're all eating the same meat. Yeah. Um, we're all getting it from the same place. And hey, for those people that are eating grass-fed meat, tell America, tell the world where that grass-fed meat is because they need to know. Um, because I don't think that exists. And, you know, you're, what you're bringing up is a very important point. You're bringing up this notion that people say, well, and people have said it to my face many times. Oh, yeah, I eat meat, but I'm very careful about the meat I eat. And I make sure it's humane. There's no such thing as humane meat. There's no such thing as humanely killing an animal who didn't ask to die. And the slaughter process is horrific. Uh, I don't care whether it's a farm to table. They're killing them in front of their mother's. Uh, the babies in front of their mothers, the mothers in front of their babies, undercover investigations have shown that whether it's, and that's the tiny 1%, less than 1%, 0.1%. Vast majority of animals grow up in factory farms. And people say, well, you know, it's culture, it's tradition. No, factory farming is relatively new on the scene. If you watch Downton Abbey, they just are starting into animal agriculture as uh, a source of income and the animals are roaming free, that's during the start of, even up to the start of World War II. It's only really in the mid 20th century that factory farming became the horror show, the nightmare that it is with pigs kept in crates the size of their bodies, never able to turn around, uh, with animals castrated without anesthesia, de-beaked, their tails cut off. Um, just every day we see another example, there was just a massive egg recall because people were getting sick uh, millions of eggs recalled. Uh, so we have a system that is very dirty. And people sometimes, we do a daily vegan cooking show on janeunchained.com. And uh, sometimes people say, wait, why aren't you using gloves to cook? Plastic gloves. First of all, plastic is destroying the ocean. Uh, and secondly, um, 
plastic doesn't make anything cleaner. Just because you put plastic on your gloves doesn't mean your gloves are any cleaner than your hands if you wash your hands. Thirdly, if you want dirt, if you want filth, if you want the ultimate in unsanitary conditions, just look at a slaughterhouse. You know, I hate to say it, but it's blood, feces, and urine. That's huh? that, you know, and guts. So the idea, Gwenna, that, uh, you know, people are so obsessed with cleanliness in this culture, which is really basically a way for, you know, uh, soap companies to make more money by elevating the standards of cleanliness to a point where people feel like they want to have floors that are surgically clean. And, and people sometimes brag, oh, I can eat off your floor. Well, guess what? I don't want to eat off your floor. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but the point is that plant-based cooking and plant-based living is the cleanest, cleanest way to live. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. And And on a spiritual and karmic level, it's a, it's a cleaner way to live. And one of the things that we don't take in consideration is that um, these animals are conscious um, and that these animals can feel and that they have anxiety, they have depression. And I personally believe, I don't have the science to back this up, but I personally believe that when you're ingesting flesh, you're also, you know, you're ingesting the juices, the blood, it may look like gravy or juice, but it's all coming from, you know, the animal, you're also taking on some of that DNA, you're taking on some of that cellular memory. I believe it has a lot to do with, you know, people's anxieties, depressions, uh, so many unexplained um, emotions that occur in the body uh, that that people don't really know where it's coming from. And then they go and pop a, a pill from the pharmaceutical company to quell those emotions, but it's coming from eating a murdered being. Yeah. And just last night, uh, I was bearing witness with Los Angeles Animal Save at a slaughterhouse. And um, if you go to and you may be watching on Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell, uh, there's video of the pigs that are now dead. All the pigs that are in that video would would die in short order. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that um, it's it's gut wrenching. I mean, it's uh, it's absolutely uh, breathtakingly sad. And, uh, when I got home last night, I washed all my clothes in the washing machine. I washed my hair. I brushed my teeth three times because the smell of death had so engulfed me that I, I literally, it was like, I, there are no words to describe how it made me feel. Um, and the heroes who, uh, speak, and who go there every week are unbelievable. So listen, we're going to take a short break here. And um, on the other side of the break, we're going to take some phone calls that are coming in. We've got Pat um, and uh, we've got some others. So uh, why don't we take a quick break on Voice of America Influencers, but we'll still be going live on Facebook during that break. And then we'll come back in just a moment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. 
Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome to Jane Unchained. And we are talking about a whole new way of living that's happy, joyous, and free and really will transform your life with one simple decision. And that is basically don't kill animals. Don't eat them. Don't wear their byproducts. Don't drink their byproducts. Uh, That one simple decision will improve your health. It'll help save the environment. Front page of the New York Times today, climate change. uh, One of the biggest causes, if not the biggest cause, is animal agriculture. Um, It'll help prevent world hunger or stop the world hunger ongoing right now. The number of children who have died of malnutrition around the world since we started talking uh, is that's obscene. And that's because we in the West are consuming the most inefficient food source ever invented, meat. And it's very simple. Animals eat a lot more food than they produce as meat. So for all of those reasons, human health, compassion animals, the environment, ending world hunger, there's another way. Gwena Hunter, uh, you're uh, the leader of Vegans of LA and you work with Vegan Outreach. Tell us about some of the work you're doing now. So yes, I'm the founder of Vegans of LA and it's kind of right now, it's a blog, but I'm going to turn it into a little bit more. Um, started by just training it to do meetups um, in LA and get to know other vegans. And now I use it to kind of promote more vegan pop culture and also more of an influence towards people of color that are doing amazing things in the vegan movement. Because when I got in the movement, I couldn't find many people of color um, that were vegan. Um, and so now I'm starting to find that community in LA and outside of LA. And I also do networking events and 
social functions with Vegans of LA as well. You're very modest. You say you do networking events. I mean, you throw incredible parties that bring so many vegans together. Tell us about some of those parties. Um, well, I was, the one I think you went to, that was not this past December, but in 2017, 16, something like that. <laughs> and that was a Vegans of LA holiday party that I threw at our lock. And that was probably one of the best events I ever um, ever had. And it was just a party, just getting people together, networkers, influencers, activists um, coming together and everyone, you know, coming together under one umbrella and just having a good time because activists work very, very hard. And you have so many different legs within that. You have the, the ones that are the protesters that go out and, and they march and they find the, the butchers and the different businesses that promote, um, you know, the killing of animals. Then you have people that are in legislation and you have so many different areas and we all work very hard and tirelessly in this movement. And so it's important to come together and have a good time so that it doesn't affect our mental health. We've got a caller and uh, we know this caller, Sarah Siegel, West Hollywood. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Jane. Hi, Gwenna. How are you ladies today? Hey, Sarah. Hi. (laughs) So what are your thoughts about what we're talking about here? Well, I mean, I just, I believe that uh, I came up with a great acronym and I wanted to share it with you today. And it's called CHEW, Reasons to Go Vegan. So if you just write the word CHEW on a piece of paper and just write C, cruelty, reason to go vegan easily because of the cruelty of the animals and you're eating their attitudes if you do consume animals. Um, health, everybody's concerned about their health. It's all about me, 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 me. Environment, you know, because of the Wait, methane gas. Where's R? We got two O's. From cows. Okay. Is, got it. You know, polluting, you know, everything more than car, all the cars in the world. And then world hunger. We could feed everybody that's hungry with all the grains that we feed the animals. So chew is a great thing. So I said, say chew on this. I love it. C, compassion, H, health, E, environment, W, world hunger. Sarah, that's brilliant. Um, And uh, I love that. In fact, uh, you should do a meme with that. Speaking of memes, we have Patricia Barreto with us today. And you are Patricia Barreto. Uh, You are Vegan Lista. Tell us about Vegan Lista. Vegan Lista... Uh, let's see. She was developed maybe, I guess about six months ago. She didn't really have a name yet. Um, are you speaking in the third person? Yeah, because I think because at least is like a female, I think. But the page, the concept was developed out of, uh, sharing veganism and plant-based products, people, um, causes to the community that is not aware of what is going on. Um, I've met so many people that have said to me, I don't know if I can do that. But then after about three months of me kind of holding their hand, they come back to me and say, guess what? I'm vegan. My mom's vegan. My aunt's vegan. And those are, that's just music to my ears. So because of that, I knew that I had to put a page together where people could come for this information. And I want you girls to know that you, Jane, 
Gwenna and Sarah and all the other girls that are out there. Women, we're women. We're women. (laughs) Women that have changed my life. Because of you, I knew that I had a force. Um, Before that, I didn't know what I was doing. And the second that I went vegan, I did a Google search and I found you on Facebook and my whole life changed. (laughs) And I knew that I had to participate. I knew that I had to participate and bring something to the table for my community. Um, I know that um, the minority community isn't really, um, we're not focused on. So I think that we're the last to really get anything that is healthy for for us. And I want to be able to spread the word on what healthy is. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. I'm only going on experience. So that's all I really can say. I've met, like I said, I've met so many people and everyone's just been open arms to me, has had an open arm to me. Gwenna has taught me so much. Um, what has she taught you? Compassion. <laughs> Gwenna's taught me compassion, more compassion with people. Um, I, you know, when you go vegan, all of a sudden you start to like, you know, you go through these emotions and you think, uh, well, and you recognize a lot in the, um, in the AR movement. And some people don't want to let you in. And that's okay because, you know, there's so much to do. So what I did was I just inserted myself in a loving space. I wanted to be around loving, compassionate people. And that energy gravitated me towards Gwenna. And Gwenna opened up her arms to me. And um, look, I'm going to start crying. Um, cause I'm a cry baby. Um, <laughs> I, um, well, I let, think me say, you... let, me, let me bring the conversation back to, um, what we're all accomplishing. I think what we're saying is that, you know, when we made this transformation, it transformed our lives for the better. You know, I'm 23 years sober. I was a blackout drunk. I thought I could never go a day without drinking. And now, uh, 23 years and I haven't had a drink. I call it a miracle. But one of the things that happened was that I had a psychic shift. Every day I would tell myself, you know, I'm not going to drink today. And every night I drank. But then thanks to really sober people surrounding me and I was able to see that they were doing it. I said for the first time, I don't have to drink today. It was a different mentality. Such a simple switch. Not from I won't drink today to I don't have to drink today. And, you know, the obsession was lifted, knock on wood, knock on wood here, um, that one day at a time I've been able to stay uh, sober for 23 years and all we have is today. But the reason I bring that up is that before I got sober, I thought I'm never going to have fun again. I'm never going to go dancing again. I'm never going to have karaoke again. I'm never going to, you know, uh, hang out at the beach. And guess what? I have far more fun today than I ever did. Um, But I remember it. And so uh, it's the same thing with with a plant-based diet. Some people feel they'll never be able to enjoy food again. But sure they will. There's more variety in vegetables, fruits, nuts, and grains than there is in meat. We only eat about six animals, cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, lambs, Um, in certain parts of the world, they eat dogs that like the dog I'm holding here, little, little Rico. Um, we point the finger at them, but 
hey, you know, uh, pigs are smarter than dogs. We, we can't point the finger. We lose the moral high ground when we uh, engage in institutionalized sadism, which is factory farming. We've got a caller, Mikkel, uh, from Los Angeles. Mikkel, what do you have to say? Mikkel, are you there? All right, well, um, you know, uh, I want to find out from you, Gweno, what you're doing tomorrow. You're doing amazing work with not only uh, creating networking parties and doing vegan outreach all, all around the country, including the South, but you're doing something very extraordinary tomorrow. Tell us about it. So with Vegan Outreach, which is who I work for, um, we're doing an event at the California African American Museum. And there's going to be about 125 children from Green Dot Schools. And uh, it's called Youth Now. So they're going to be touring the school. And from 12 to 1, I'll have them. And I'm going to have Genesis. Uh, Genesis Butler is going to speak. She's, the, she's 10 now, right? I want to say her, her age wrong. The 10-year-old vegan, she's the youngest person to ever do a TED Talk. So she's going to be speaking uh, to the children tomorrow. The kids are going to be ages between 8 and 14. What's the and message? The message is to encourage, well, Janice's message is going to kind of be a gentle waking up with these children to remind them and to let them know that animals are conscious and aware and not things. Because I know as a child, I never questioned it. And the fact that this young lady questioned it at four years old, wanted to know what she was eating, I think that was just amazing. But a lot of children don't question what they're eating or where it comes from. They don't make the connection. And so she's going to help make that connection in her 10-year-old way tomorrow, which is absolutely brilliant. Then I also have uh, DJ Kavum, who is, um, he's a music producer in the vegan community. <clears throat> he produces videos with children. Um, he's into organic gardening, farming. He has a PhD. He's done a TED Talk. He's absolutely genius. And so he's going to be speaking to the children as well. And then we're going to feed them tacos. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Vegan tacos. We have Star uh, on the phone. Star, what do you have to say? Yes, I'm a straight, straight, straight edge vegan. I have a group called Positive Healthy Vegan Friends on Facebook. I also started a, a group called Positive Healthy Vegan Friends Irvine, California on Facebook because I wanted to reach out to my community. I just moved here to Irvine and I wanted to reach out and see who I can get um, help people to, to get help for people to, you know, they wanted to go vegan, they needed help. So I was like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'm going to put my voice out there and say, Hey, I, I'm going to organize this group. And I encourage everyone actually because of my group and people telling me that they don't have anyone. They don't have any vegan friends. This is very hard going vegan. And, and that is um, they need community and I and so I'm encouraging people to get on the Nextdoor app. You can um, reach out to the communities near you. That's the Nextdoor app does that. It, you're able to do that and reach out to everybody that's near you. And then put on app? there a post saying that you want to have a vegan meetup group. And this is how I started this meetup group and um, started to meet people that wanted to go vegan or is vegan already. And I've helped a lot of people go vegan this way and, and also get friends in my neighborhood. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. What is the app again, Star? It's called Next Door. Next Door. Oh, yes, I've heard of that app. 
Oh, right. wonderful. wonderful. Yeah. And so you can post the post saying, hey, I'm going to have a, a, a group starting a group who's interested and then and then um, get them to go on to a group on Facebook. But you can start it there and then get them to go to Facebook group and then get that group going. And then everybody can, you know, get the get the um, whatever your average, you know, whatever meetup times you're going to be we'll doing. Start. You can do First, that on I Facebook. To, I want to congratulate you for having the awakening and then taking action to spread the word because that's what we we really need. We need everybody to wake up and then they wake up and they realize, "Oh my god, I don't have to kill today." And instead right. of regretting the past, it's it's really very parallel to um how how we can spread sobriety. I call it food sobriety, frankly. Instead of regretting the past, what we do is a living amends and we go out and say, Hey, there's another way of living that doesn't involve killing. Mm -hmm. And you have done that on your own spectacular. Now Irvine is not that far away from LA. So uh, hook up with Gwenna so that the next time Gwenna has a great yeah. vegan <laughs> LA party at Olaf, which is a great vegan gourmet restaurant across from Disney hall in downtown LA, you can come and merge your Irvine group with, um, I also oh, have yeah. done numerous times to do uh, Lunch Break Lives, which is our vegan cooking show. And uh, there's a vegan uh, real estate broker who I've profiled, he and his wife. Uh, so there is an Irvine community. There's also a Long Beach community, a huge Long Beach vegan mm -hmm. community. So we're making the connections. There's an uh, Orange County Veg Fest was huge. I don't know if you went, uh, but I yes, did. Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was massive. So we're growing. But Patricia... I want to ask you, uh, because you said you grew up, you know, in a family of big meat eaters. Uh, did you feel that um, there was um, some kind of social shaming as you try to look anytime we try to move humanity forward, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, giving rights to women, giving rights to people, uh, irregardless of their ethnicity and their race, um, there's always pushback. If, if it were easy to move the world forward, uh, we, would have, we would have evolved already to our perfect state. Uh, there's a, a study that shows that people like to think, had they existed, for example, in Nazi Germany, they would have acted to save people. Had they existed during the time of slavery, they would have acted to save people. But the statistics show that the overwhelming majority of people did absolutely nothing. So why? Because it was tough. It was tough to do that in that in the culture at that time. So there was somebody, uh, I forget who, but a very famous saying, if you want to know how you would have behaved in those times, don't ask yourself how you feel about those issues now. Ask yourself how you feel about the horrors of factory farming now, because that's where we are today. We are pushing up against a culture that says, these individuals don't matter. Nothing to see here. Go on your merry way. Their suffering doesn't count, Patricia. That's terrible when I hear that when someone says nothing to see here. Uh, the mm. other day at the vegan, uh, vegan street fair, I have never met Amy Jean Davis. And as I'm walking by, I see her walking and I, I, had a panic attack and I wanted to see her. I wanted to talk to her. And I knew if I didn't stop her right then and there, 
I would lose my chance and my opportunity. She doesn't know me. I don't know her, but I follow her on all her social medias and I support everything that she does. And I had to stop her. And again, I'm such a crybaby. I instantly started crying. Uh-huh. And when I met her boyfriend at the NARD event last year in June, the same thing, I started crying. But I want to explain why I'm crying is because there's so much I want to say and do that emotions are suppressed. And when I see someone that is doing things like her, her, her boyfriend, Sean, Gwenna, you, Sarah, Vanessa, Lisa, this empowers me. And I know if it empowers me, it empowers other women and other men and animals, because I know that my dog's been empowered um, because he's a V-dog. He went V-dog the second that we went vegan. I knew that if we're eating something, then they're eating it too. And it's probably not that good. And let me jump in and just say who Amy G. Davis and Sean Munson are. Amy G. Davis is the founder of Los Angeles Animal Save. And that's where I was last night at a vigil for pigs going to be slaughtered. And she has the largest vigil in the world. Uh, The Save movement was founded by Anita Krines, who was a PhD in Toronto who was walking her dog down the street, saw a pig in a truck headed for slaughter. And she happened to be a student of Tolstoy. And Tolstoy says, when you see suffering, you have a moral obligation not to turn away, but to bear witness, even if you can't stop it, that there is a power in bearing witness. Mm -hmm. She founded the SAVE movement. Her goal is to have a vigil at every slaughterhouse in the world, and it's happening. It's an exploding movement. Just yesterday, I got a a call from people who are starting a vigil in Fort Myers, Florida. There's one in Okeechobee, Florida. There's one in Orlando, Florida. The same thing is happening here in California. It's happening in Texas. It's happening in Canada where it started with Anita Crines. It's happening in Europe. It's happening in Latin America. The world is waking up. Uh, And Sean Munson, Uh, is one of the people who have probably turned more people vegan than anybody. Uh, He is the producer director of Earthlings, which is a film that I urge you to see. You can just Google Earthlings and find it. And it shows the true horrors and the amount of courage it took to edit that video. And to, you know, when you edit, you have to see things over and over again. I can't even imagine. But he is uh, a true hero of the movement. So when you say that you meet these people Uh, Yes, uh, it's exciting to meet Amy Jean and Sean Munson and Gwenna Hunter and everyone else who is doing such incredible work. All right, we're going to take a short break on Voice Voice America Influencers, but we're going to still remain on Facebook. So um, again, I urge you to call on the other side of the break, um, but let's take that break and then we'll give you the number. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life. 
consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, and I am here with little Rico, and uh, Rico is my best behaved uh, Chihuahua mix rescue. And so he's the one who joins me because the other was squirming. But we're talking about a new way of living that's happy, joyous, and free. And and here's the thing, Gwena and Patricia, you know, people think that it's some huge sacrifice. If I hear, what do you eat one more time? I mean, Patricia, you were in front of a whole rack of vegetables, thousands (laughs) and thousands of vegetables, uh, thousands of fruits. Yeah many, many different nuts and grains that can be arranged in combinations now that mimic cheese. I mean, Miyoko's cheese, tree line cheese, Daya cheese, follow your heart cheese. These are all plant-based cheeses that are absolutely delicious. I serve them at parties. People just eat them because they look like cheese. They taste like cheese. It just doesn't have animal products in it. And why is dairy uh, so bleep and scary? A, it's not designed for us. Okay. We are human beings. When we're weaned from our own mother's milk, we're the only species that steals the mother's milk of another species and drinks it for ourselves. It's not designed for human consumption. It's designed for calf consumption. And that's one of the reasons why people have acne and they have dandruff and they have sinus conditions and they have all these things. In fact, I just went to a, a, a book signing for a book called The Clear Skin Diet, which is a plant-based diet and low on fat and grease and oil. But plant-based and these they did a study and 130 people cleared up their acne by going plant-based so you wonder now for the first time in history uh people have uh in in asia are developing obesity and acne uh, in countries where they never had that to any kind of substantial percentage and it's because they're adopting the sad american diet patricia so to add to that um 
there's an animal save in Montevideo, Uruguay, which is where I'm from. Hi, Uruguay. And that's a new, uh, it's a new, um, I guess, uh, animal save movement and it's in Uruguay. So uh, congratulations, Anita and Amy Jean, you guys have penetrated in Uruguay. And to add that in Uruguay, we have um, 3 million people. And outside of Uruguay, we have another 3 million people scattered around the world. We, our, our main commodity in Uruguay is meat. We have more cows than we have people in Uruguay. Our meat is shipped all over the world because it is grass fed. However, we know that when that animal gets to wherever it is it's going, we know what happens after that. Um, so it's wonderful that you have a plant-based movement in Uruguay yes. and saves and vigils. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. This is a global movement. I want to jump on some calls. Simone in LA. Uh, Simone, what do you have to say? Hi. Oh, I'm so happy that you're on the air talking animal rights. What else is better than that? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is your question or thought? Well, I just want to find out from everybody um, that is interested in animals and in animal welfare, um, how it is that they can still consume animals and not make the connection between um, their dog or their cat and the meat on their plate when we know that they all share the same central nervous system, they all have the same capacity to have uh, you know, feelings of loneliness and stress and terror. Um, and I just, I, that's the question that I want everybody to sort of think about and, and answer, you know, what their spirit tells them is the truth. Because if they really look at it that way, knowing that a pig, for example, is smarter than a dog, um, can do more complex, um, you know, rationale actually than our dogs can. And certainly have the same capacity to feel, um, you know, pain and terror and loneliness. Um, how is it possible that they can feel okay about, you know, spending probably most of their um, time and energy loving their dog or their cat and then think it's okay to, you know, order a, um, you know, a chicken McNugget or something from McDonald's? Well, it's a, thank you for that. That is an extremely good question, Simone, uh, because it's cognitive dissonance. It's basically shut it down, shut it down. Don't think about it. But the subconscious knows that's why the depression occurs because the mm. subconscious is very aware that, that the, the bacon or the ham didn't grow on a ham tree or a bacon mm -hmm. tree, the conscious mind. And we are conditioned constantly conditioned with thousands of commercials every day to equate meat consumption with for men, it's masculinity for women, it's femininity, especially mm -hmm. dairy. Um, and for men, it's especially meat. Uh, when it has nothing to do with that. I mean, in fact, meat consumption causes erectile dysfunction. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, we, we are taught to equate it with family values, with upward mobility, keeping up with the Joneses, all these things mm -hmm. that these master manipulators called advertisers know mm -hmm. how to do. So it's very hard to counteract that brainwashing. People don't realize right. that they're brainwashed. And one of the great things is the younger generation 
that is not on television. They don't watch TV. They're on social media where they're they're getting these vegan messages and they're starting to see the impact and they see the horror and they see the 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 slaughterhouse videos and they see the factory farm videos. They're revolting. They're like, I don't want anything to do with it. And that's the beauty of social media. That's why I started Jane Unchained, because I know from being in the mainstream media for 40 years that they have a blackout on animal rights. Look at the advertisers, meet dairy pharmaceuticals. So um, let me go to one more caller. Diane in Ohio has been very patient. Diane, uh, what would you like to say? Hello? Hi. Oh, I'm having, <clears throat> I'm having a hard time. Oh, you know what? Maybe I need to turn my thing off. Just talk. You're fine. Just talk. Okay, I'm, I just wanted to say I'm, I'm standing here eating a vegan Reuben, and it's just awesome. Um, <laughs> I was, I was um, vegetarian uh, for 25 years, and the reason I went vegetarian was because I got involved with a group that was um, um, trying to uh, put it out there about the lab animals. And I was like, oh, gosh, I, I can't eat meat anymore. So I quit eating meat in 1986, but I didn't. Wow go vegan for some stupid reason uh, until one day I just said, I'm done with this. And I, you know, so it'll be seven years in October. And the next day I felt so happy, so peaceful. And those feelings don't go away. So you, you don't ingest their terror and their, and their sorrow and you feel so much better. And then I had been, oh, a junk food vegan for, <laughs> I don't know, maybe a year until I discovered all these um, vegan sites on, on the Internet. So I'm so thankful for the Internet and Facebook because there's so many people that put out their wonderful recipes. But um, I just want to say I, I try to live it, you know, and I try to let people experience my life and to see that I'm going to be 70 next month and nobody believes me. And Woo! it's it's like, it's just wonderful, but I, I, I wish more people would believe me. I don't know. They well, all kind of go, kind oh, of I'm sorry, but I'm eating chicken. I'm like, don't I, apologize to me. Apologize to the animal. Because, yeah, my, you know, and then mom, I sort of my, throw that in there. <laughs> my dear mom, who lived to 99 and a half, so we give her 100. And uh, all right, she, she's the one who started me on animal rights. She was born in Puerto Rico, and she had a pet pig. She thought her pig was a pet pig, but it was a food animal. And when they killed it for food, she was distraught and she shunned meat from that point on. And she was born in 1916 before women had the right to vote. And she lived to 99 and a half. And uh, people would make fun of her for her. She wasn't strictly vegan, but she was pretty much vegan. It was just that when people would serve her like cheese, she would eat it. But, but essentially she was living a vegan lifestyle I think her old fashioned value said, you know, she would be rude to turn down cheese or something, but she was basically vegan. And, uh, well, for that time of the, oh, of the year, yeah, she was, or, she was made fun of. And she said, well, yes, they made fun of me, but I went to every one of their funerals. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's that what mom. scares me is I'm going to see my friends go. Yeah. So thank you so much for calling Diane. Um, I really appreciate it. This is a global movement. Uh, Gwenna, where do you see the movement happening, particularly with people of color? You know, um, fast food, I think, is the biggest hurdle. Honestly, uh, one out of every four people eats fast food every day. Fast food is growing. Uh, and fast food targets uh, food deserts and communities of color. We know that. So uh, I think that we live in an age of disruption. I think that uh, industries 
hotel industry, you know, the cab industry, everybody's getting disrupted. It's time to disrupt the fast food industry. And I believe that uh, the communities of color, the African-American community, Latino community, uh, the Asian community, all of these communities can do that. What are your thoughts? I totally 100% agree. And one of the things that I've noticed like in traveling to um, historically black colleges and universities, I was in New Orleans and different parts of Louisiana, Alabama, is that the programming about eating animals is so strong. And mm. when you kind of introduce the idea and, and this blew me, blew me away. Um, sometimes when we talk to people about veganism and we try to wake them up, we talk to them from the level of where we are. And we don't realize sometimes we're maybe talking a little bit over their head. They may not understand the verbiage. I had an experience where one lady didn't know what the word vegan was. She's like, you mean vegetarian? I'm like, no, vegan. She's like, how do you spell that? And I spelled it and she's like, I never heard of that before. And that really humbled me because I talked to people, I was talking to people at where I was. And I realized sometimes we have to talk to people at where they are a little bit more gentler and calmer. And, and I want to say this, because we're, we're just about a minute away from wrapping up. I love what Gene Bauer says, which is, and he's the head of the Farm Sanctuary. We accept people wherever they are on the journey. So I'll give the last 30 seconds to Patricia. Thank you, Jane. I think that it's time for us to have an open heart for those that don't understand veganism, vegetarianism, the cruelty that's happening to animals. They are not aware because they're also eating, they're consuming products that have antibiotics and hormones in it. So that's altering their mind. So that's the compassion that we need to have for these people. Unfortunately, they won't come to us until they're ready. So when they are ready, we need to open our arms, open our arms and open our hearts for them and give them a space where they, where they feel safe, where they feel loved and understood instead of belittled and berated like a lot of people are doing. That's not my message. I want to be able to walk and talk what I'm doing so I can share the love with everyone else. So we well, all live a long, healthy life like your mama. Yes. Thank you, Patricia and Guetta. You are my just such favorite people. And I just want to wrap it up by saying you're absolutely right. We come from a place of love. Although I was shamed into going vegan, I was vegetarian. And somebody pointed their finger at me and said, liquid meat right at my nose. And I went vegan and I've never looked back. But, um, you know, we are we are a movement of nonviolence. That's the center of it, that we don't need to kill to survive. That is the fundamental. Life is not a zero-sum game. When the world realizes that, everything will transform. Everything. We will have evolved beyond war. We will have evolved beyond uh, the kind of random violence we see with these mass shootings. You know, if you think violence begets violence, then... Uh, yeah, we've got this whole underlying pool of violence of killing billions of animals that nobody's talking about, but we're starting to talk about it. And I want to thank Voice of America, Voice America, Voice America, influencers, and uh, Jeff Spinard and uh, all the Jeffs uh, and Ryan Treasure for giving us this opportunity to spread the word. We really appreciate it. And the engineers who've made this happen today. Thank you all. And uh, uh, peace begins on your plate. Man, my friend Patty Shanker says that, and I think it's a great way to end. Have a good one. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. 
We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.